This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast where we bring you breaking news and interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and influencers from football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Go Tigers 247's Off the Boards. This is Kenny Stubblefield lead digital content creator for Go Tigers 247. And man, everybody's been asking me to talk to this guy. And we got him. We finally got him, man. We got Tyler Murray on with this, man. Tyler, what's going on, brother? What's up, Cam? I'm doing good. How you doing? Man, I'm great. I'm Listen, I'm going to be honest with you, man. When you committed to the Tigers, most fans were like, how did we get this dude? <laughs> like, how did he – I mean, you are a – when you played for Charlotte over the last couple of years in Conference USA, man, like you were a dominant, dominant defender at, at the linebacker position. And everybody was really surprised. Like, Obviously, I think most people thought he could probably go pro if he wanted to. But what – in terms of entering the transfer portal and – being recruited, I'm sure a lot of P5 schools are coming after you, all this kind of stuff. What was it about Memphis that made you say, yeah, man, this is the place that I need to go to to finish out my college career? I mean, I had uh, got to the transfer portal uh, when basically a lot of schools were starting up. So, I mean, I had like a lot of P5s guys hit me up. But, I mean, I had hurry up and uh, got with Coach Hankins, the linebacker coach here. I mean, he just sounded like he was a good coach to talk to. He was funny. And I just – uh Really, we just connected fast. I mean, I took a visit here. I connected with Coach Silverfield. Coach Silverfield from Jacksonville. So you have somebody that's from your hometown, you go really connect with them and stuff. So uh, I met them. And then one of my old coaches came here, Coach Bankus, the special team coach. Right. So, I mean, I just really connected with the coaching staff here, like, more than I uh, would with any other t- t- school. So, I mean, just them helping me out with my decision what really made me choose to come to Memphis. What? So what is it like – Obviously, when you go around to different places and you meet a Memphian, everybody like if you're a Memphian and you meet a fellow Memphian, you're like, oh man, like instant connection, right? Like, so what was that <laughs> right. like with you and you and Ryan? Was that I mean, y'all knew the same places in Jacksonville? You you know, kind of experienced the same kind of stuff. Like, were those conversations like, man, instantly y'all felt like, yo, we're we're cool with each other, like we're good, right? Yeah, me and Coach uh, Simpson, I mean, we was very cool. I mean. I had I, I'm here now. I had met his uh, nephew, so I mean he's from uh, Jacksonville too. So me just helping him out with the skills that I know. So just stuff like that with me and Coach Sinfield can do outside of football and stuff. So I mean Coach Sinfield is a good guy. 
Uh, I know the school he graduated from in Jacksonville, so we we know we have like mutual friends, and he's just a, a good coach to play for. I mean, I just love it here already. Did Baldwin? Did you at Baldwin? Did y'all play against his old high school? Uh yes, sir. Yes, sir. He, he went your, to a good. What high was your place. record? What was your record against his old high school? Uh, I say they probably beat us twice every time we played them. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, man, I got to come and join you, man. Y'all beat us yeah, up. Y'all yeah. beat us up right. in high school. You can't beat it. You got to join it. That's right. That's right. So your journey, man, coming from Jacksonville as, as you know, playing high school at Baldwin, um, man, it's been a it's been a pretty winding road for you, a pretty big journey for you. Um, played two seasons at Troy University, then transferred to Charlotte, and now you're finishing out at Memphis. Right. Let's take some inventory of your time in college, man. Like what what would fifth year graduate transfer Tyler Murray tell senior in high school Tyler Murray as he's starting off his college career? Like what are some of those big lessons that you've learned that you say, man, this is something I wish I knew back then? Uh, one one thing that I struggled with, I say, when I was starting off was just taking coaching the right way, just knowing that the coaches actually they care for you and just basically they want to see you succeed. So that's why they so hard on you. So when I first got to college, with me, I was it was different, man. You wasn't you used to being the best player on the team, so you just got to understand you got to humble yourself. You just got to come in and work. You just got to earn people respect. So that's just some of the stuff I didn't know with the transfer from high school to college that now I know as an older guy. So I mean, I. I would tell younger guys that just be patient, like your time will come. You just got to continue to put the work in and stuff. Yeah, it's interesting because football is such a unique sport in that. Like, mm -hmm. you play basketball. Like, I grew up playing basketball, um, and Memphis is obviously a basketball city. We call ourselves Hoop City, but um, right. <laughs> what uh, basketball is so unique in that, or football is so unique compared to other sports because. In other sports, you can come in as a freshman in your college yeah. and be productive, right? And there's right. there are some there are some players that have come in as a freshman in high school or freshman in college and have done really well. The quarterback right. at the University of Memphis is one of them. Last year, Seth Hennigan came Seth in is, uh, and was a freshman All American, rocketing up Scott, uh, rocketing up uh, record books at the University of Memphis as a true freshman. Um, but what was your, you talked about coming in as a, as a freshman in college and thinking, right. man, I'm the man I can, I, I you know, <laughs> this is going to be what it is like, and having to face that journey of man, like kind of being put in your place a little bit. What was your welcome to college moment when you realized, Oh, I got a lot to learn here. I say the playbook. Playbook that that was tough. That's always gonna get the, the young cats. I mean, you you see that playbook in uh the college, you know, you gotta uh install install every week. So you install like stuff daily. So it's like remembering the playbook and just executing it out when you get on the field. That was something that that was a welcome to college moment for me. So how do you help these young kids at Memphis, man? You got some guys who are freshmen at the University of Memphis that are coming in. Um, also some some guys who were on the team last year that redshirted. How do you – I'm sure it's got to be frustrating for them, to be honest. Like, I'm sure it's right. frustrating. If they were to be honest and 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 say, yeah, man, I want to I want to produce, I want to be out there on the field, how do you as a graduate transfer fifth-year guy help keep them motivated to, hey, man, behind the scenes right now, we got to just grind? Like, how do you keep them motivated to do that? Uh, just we, – we got a lot of experienced guys on this team. We got a lot of leadership as well. So just – following the guy's right footsteps, just 
probably beginning to mentor and looking up to a guy on the team like myself. We got a lot of guys on the defensive side, a lot of guys on the offensive side that they can look up to and just stay motivated. Like we try to motivate young guys because we know how it is and we've been in their shoes before. So we, we know how it is really. So just uh, really just emphasize like the work you put in really go pay out for you guys and stuff. Absolutely. So how has the transition from Charlotte to Memphis been for you? Have you been pleased so far with everything you've experienced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is like something that I was missing out, a college experience, the work ethic, the leadership, the coaching. Uh, we got a lot of good players that I can play with. It's not just a, a few minimum. So here at Memphis, we got a lot, a lot of talent, I'll say that. So that's, that's the best thing about it. You know, you talk about, you know, coming in and kind of fitting into a system and, and mm. experiencing that where there's some depth on, on pretty much every position on the defensive side of the ball you know, for the Tigers this year and kind of you coming in and being a piece of that. Last year, obviously, the Tigers lost a couple of really, really strong leaders oh, in, yeah. in Jacoby Francis and J.J. Russell. So specifically with J.J., like J.J. was the heart and soul of that defense last year. You know, he he was, as the middle linebacker, was was that guy for the Tigers. Um, how have – have you been able to come in as a first-year guy? I know you're a fifth-year graduate transfer, but have you been able to come here, come in as a first-year guy and kind of assume some of that leadership on the defense? Uh, yeah, so a lot of young guys look up to me already, and a lot of older guys, they know I'm, I'm an experienced player as well. So just us telling each other, like, what stuff we know, what stuff we can fix on the field, and what stuff that we struggle with really just put us all together as one as a team and stuff. So, yes, sir. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday, after the Equalizer, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. wasn't able to make it to the spring game but right. I had a lot of people that, that I knew that were there and one of the things that they walked away from it is man this linebacker core is it's, it's close yeah man it, it's probably the best it's been at Memphis in a long time um, right. obviously you've got you and Zay both fifth year mm -hmm. guys who's gonna who who have you seen so far um, in in the linebacker room that that you go man the three of us, the four of us, the five of us, we're going to really do some damage this year on the defensive side of the ball. 
Okay, well, the guys that I can uh, that we say that showed me a lot of potential this spring was Cecilia Evans, Davion, uh, Jared, Ned, Andrew. Uh, so just them guys just stepping up, uh, really, because we go have to have a rotation going there. So them guys coming in, playing, doing what they need to do. We we just go stay as a scroll uh, linebacker core. So, Lay, one of the big questions I think that I think everybody looks at the roster and says. Man, the the Memphis defense is is stacked in terms of of leadership, in terms of veteran players. But then also, there's a few guys like Greg Rubin who started as a freshman last year, who's going to come in and and continue to make an impact at the at the um, defensive back position. Um, but there's a there was a huge changeover um, for the Tigers this year, not only in terms of the defensive coordinator, in terms of of you know bringing in Matt Barnes from Ohio State. Um, but what it sounds like to me is that there's, from what I've talked, uh, you know, other people that I've talked to is that there's going to be a switch in terms of the, um, alignment that going from a specific three, four to a, a more of a pressure oriented four, three, how important is the linebacker position in a four, three pressure, um, pressure oriented defense? Uh, it's, uh, I say it's very important. It, it really starts at the, on the D line. So them guys getting the job done at first at, at front, really make it easy on the rest of defense. So I mean, just the linebacker core being as strong as it can be this year really going to help the defense out. We're getting a lot of pressure, executing the pressure, setting the defense, uh, lining guys up, because that's really what our job is, just to line everyone up. So, I mean, just getting pressure on the quarterback really going to set us off as being the, probably the best defense, the top defense in the nation. Man, I you know, I, I was looking at some old clips of you in high school and you were 6'2", and I think you're still listed at 6'2", now. Right. You put on some weight. You put on some uh, – yeah. Some pounds. You were, you, were, you were a little dude in, in, in high school yeah. playing cornerback. Yeah, um, right. But if you look at your stats, man, your stats were pretty impressive as a cornerback in, in high school. How right. has your experience playing cornerback and what all that entails in terms of footwork, in terms of – uh, ball hawking, you know, that, that kind of stuff. How has it helped you as you've transitioned as a much bigger linebacker in college? It helps me a lot. I mean, I, I say if I was a coach, I would recruit guys that I can transfer into a linebacker position. That's the new generation of football, having guys that can run sideline to sideline with linebacker speed and cornerback speed. So, I mean, that really just helped me out to understand ball hawking, like to play the ball in the air when you see it. And just my footwork really is probably the best I've ever been at the linebacker position because I transferred to that position. All I was just missing was the weight. So, I mean, just understanding, like, me working with corners and just getting the type of work they get, it really helped me out for uh, the future of my position now. How tough was it as you started to put on that weight and started getting in the weight room and really, you know, eating a college diet yeah. and working out in a college system? Was it How hard was it for you to maintain that speed and that hip flexibility yeah. – as you're starting to put on all that weight? Yeah, I just had to do a lot of extra things. I would say a lot of extra running, a lot of extra working out. Again, with the right uh, nutrition, like we got good nutrition uh, lady here, Sam. So, I mean, just getting with her, just maintaining the weight, eating the right stuff, having the right diet, and then just working out with just playing football with it. Just, just putting a pass on, that was the biggest difference. So, I mean, just adding that weight, just keeping me uh, prepared for the season just really helped me out, though. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed about you um, in your highlight packages from 
from Charlotte last year and, and, and in 2020 is you're pretty much everywhere on the field. Are you right. like as a, I mean, you're, are you comfortable on literally every, like getting in the flats, getting, you know, stopping the run, getting out there, guarding the slot, you know, are you pretty comfortable in all that area, all those areas? Yes. Yes, sir. I say I like to consider myself as a dual threat type player. That's one of the best positions to play. You be everywhere on the field. So, I mean, yeah, that, that's something I like to do. So, man, what are, what are you, um, how, how do you maintain, this is my last football question for you, but you're in the dog days of the summer right now. You just got done with spring football. You're in the midst of summer workouts. How do you, as a player, how do you stay motivated during this time? Cause you got games coming up in a few months, but right now it's just the grind, right? Like how do you stay motivated during this time um, to, to continue to bust your ass every single day? Well, I like to see it as I have, it's June right now. So I have six more months left of my college football career. So that's how I stay motivated. I just think about that every day I wake up, just knowing that, okay, I can't get this day back anymore with uh, college football. Just knowing that it's, it's, it's all not, not going to be uh, here in the next uh, seven months. So just showing up every day with uh, the, right, um, the right mindset, just getting the work done, really just helped me out just knowing that I have my last year coming up. So, yes, sir. You excited about possibly playing on Sundays next year? Yeah, yes, sir. That's something I'm very excited about. Yes, sir. I'm trying to work to get there. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, I'm telling you, man, Memphis, if you look up and down the rosters in the NFL, man, Memphis is putting yeah. in players, man. But yeah, yeah. And that was another reason why I decided to come there as well. Was the, the, the opportunity to play on Sundays. The opportunity. Yes, sir. The competition as well. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Um, all right, I got a few fan questions for you, man. Fans wanted to get to know Tyler Murray just a little bit more. Um, so I got a couple of fan questions for you. What, how do you decompress from football? Like what's, what's a hobby that you enjoy? Uh, I say I'm, I'm a big Madden fan. Yeah. If anyone ever want to, if anyone ever want to play me in Madden, just hit me. I'm, I'm good at Madden. Yes, sir. You play. So what's your tag? Are you a PS5? Are you a, uh, PlayStation? PlayStation. I'm please PlayStation. Yes, sir. What's your PlayStation tag? Where can people find you? It is T... M U R D A 35. T M U R D A 35. Yes, sir. They can find you on PlayStation and then get that work yes, in sir. Madden. Yes, sir. Get that work. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, video games, you play any of the video games? I'm a big 2K guy. 2K, ah, see. I could never get get the hand of uh, 2K. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I was never good at it, so I just stuck with Madden. See, that's the way I am in, in with Madden because I yeah. played basketball all my life. All right. I understand right. the nuances of playing basketball, even in a game city, such a situation. But Madden, right. man, it was always the play the playbook it freaked me out. <laughs> the playbook, yeah. The playbook was crazy. Yeah. Um, if you all right, here's a question, and I've asked this question to numerous people, and I've gotten multiple answers all, right. all across it. So some pretty abstract and some very specific. But if you could only watch one movie or listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? One movie. I have to go with uh, uh, one movie. I have to. I have to go with Friday. That's one movie. I, I like to laugh. And then you said one album, music album. Oh, okay. I have to go with uh, Lil Durk. That's that's my favorite rapper. Man, Lil Durk is awesome. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Is there a specific little dark album that you like? Uh the one he he just dropped, I believe, last last summer. Yes, sir. Was that the one that he did with the uh the the comp- little, little baby with little baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Voice yeah. of the heroes. Yeah, yeah, that one. That Voice one, of that the one, heroes with Lil Durk and Lil yeah. Baby. Yep. Right. It's a good album, man. It was. It was a good album. It was. Um, so what game are you looking forward to most this year playing uh playing on the Tiger schedule? The two I, I have two, two, two games. Uh Houston, because just we just really seen what they just said, how they think they could be the, the next Cincinnati. So I'm looking forward to that one. And UCF because I'm from Florida, so you always want to be down on the Florida team. So that's right, man. That's right. And UCF and Houston have been rivals for the Tigers for a for a minute yeah. now. Yeah, yes, sir. That's what's up, man. Hey, listen, Tyler, I appreciate you joining me, man. Thank you so much. No problem. I appreciate you having me. Have a wonderful rest of your summer workouts, man. I know Tiger fans are excited to see you on the field this year. Yes, I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a rating and a comment wherever you download your podcast. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, head over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for a VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.